Welcome, everyone, to Conversations Different, the New Mexican's weekly podcast focusing on interesting people and issues. Like people across the globe, we are preparing for the holiday season here in Santa Fe. It is a magical time. But enjoying all the entertainment and cultural offerings from Thanksgiving to New Year's can be overwhelming. Here to help us make our holiday plans is Carolyn Graham, editor for Pasatiempo, the New Mexican's weekly arts and entertainment magazine. Carolyn, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it was a it was a big walk across the the building to get it here. It was. Yeah. yeah, I'm out of breath. I, I know it's hard. I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time because I know how busy it is for you. It yeah, it's always busy over on my side as it is in the other parts of the newsroom. That's right. What is your favorite part of a Santa Fe Christmas holiday Hanukkah season? <laughs> Uh, gosh, where do you even begin? There's so much happening in the arts world. Um, and Santa Fe is just it, it, we have a, an amazing summer and there's so much back to back stuff that happens, but then winter, you would think it would be a little more low key, but it's the city really comes to life and the weather and the pinon smoke in the air and everything. It just comes together for, uh, just a, uh, storybook sort of experience in Santa Fe. Now, it's one of those times where they have those lists, the best places to spend Christmas. And I always tell people we're always at the top of that list. And there's a reason. That's right. It's very cozy, very fun. Yeah. So when you are here and you live here, sometimes you take it for granted. And if you're new here, you don't know all the things that you can do. How do people make their plans? What can they learn, let's say, looking at Pasatempo or looking around the city? How do you even pick? Right. How do you even pick? Uh, like I said, there's just so much that goes on uh, year-round, and uh, we see a big influx of things happening in uh, Santa Fe. I There's always the traditional kinds of things, like the Nutcracker and uh, Handel's Messiah and and those kinds of experiences. And then um, this year, you know, there's some fun things that are sort of popping up that we're learning about now um, while we're putting those issues together. And you I, basically, I, it, and if I can sort of indulge a little bit of my uh, journalistic recommendations, I, I really pick up Pasatiempo in print. Um, we can always find this stuff online, but it's just such a great experience to flip through the magazine and kind of find the things that you want to experience in the just by taking a little trip through the magazine. Yep, I think that's really smart because you come out on a Friday and that's for the week ahead. So if you sit down with it for 15, 20 minutes, especially going through the calendar, I'm not talking about reading the stories. That takes longer because, you know, those are good, lovely stories. But just looking at the calendar, you can say, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. And you also have a section saying upcoming so you can plan a little bit further out, can't you? Yes, that's exactly right. Our front section of the book is called Out There. And a lot of those things are like a little bit of extra information about some of these events that are kind of worth spotlighting. So we put those in the front part. And those can be anything from, you know, food events and, and you know, a lot of our great cocktail and brewery types of places and then a Q&As and those kinds of things. So it's a little different approach. And then, yeah, like you said, there's kind of the longer stories that go a little deeper. 
And then the calendar is organized so beautifully. The first part is the weekly planner. So you go, you know, Monday or I guess Saturday, Friday, Saturday, right? starting on Friday, ending on Thursday. And then that's broken down further by what's on stage, what's an exhibit, what's opening, those kinds of things. Because there's a lot of different things. I know one time we spent the Saturday a couple of weeks before Christmas, and I always go to the Indian Fair at the Santa Fe Indian School, the Crafts Fair, because you can find all sorts of great deals. I try to go to Winter Market, you know, whether it's Spanish Market or Indian Market, because again, you can buy a really wonderful presents. But for some reason, we stopped at Who's Donuts, and they were having a Christmas concert, you know, in the middle of the day at the donut shop, and it was really, really good. Oh. And it was just such a surprise, and that's what I tell people is to look for the surprises. Yes. Yes, that's a, that's a really good point, and... I would say our calendar listing is full of those. I try to, I don't always get to do these things, but I like to write down the things that I see in the calendar that I might want to go check out and explore. And sometimes all those things happen at the same time. Yes, it's, it's always <laughs> that way, isn't it? Yeah. So it's hard. But uh, yeah, write down the stuff you want to do and then try to do it. And yes, there's tons of surprises, lots of cool things. Well, and I tell people that, you know, there's the things that you pay for. Because like then you go get a ticket to go to the Nutcracker or you get a ticket to the New Year's Eve, you know, concert that they always have. But a lot of things like the tree lighting, the Christmas Eve Farolito walk, you know, those are things that are community-based that don't cost anything and that your family will enjoy. That's exactly right. And we list all of those things, um, steep to cheap. Uh, you know, there are the things that I think people, especially families, you know, who either live here or come to visit, like to establish those fun traditions. Like we go to the Nutcracker every year, or we go to a special Santa Claus tea or whatever that is. And a lot of those things, like you said, are are free and very accessible. Yeah, we used to go to Christmas at the Palace every year, and my son got to meet St. Nicholas. And it was back (laughs) in the day when mall Santas tended to get arrested. So he never (laughs) sat in Santa's lap, but he did meet St. Nicholas. And and that was fun. And (laughs) and the... I love when they do the posadas on the plaza because that'll happen again this in December, you know, watch for the listing and uh, the people who know what it is, know the words and can sing vamos a desavelen and other people are like, what's going on? But they right. all enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, those are the best. Those yeah. things that happen every year that we can experience over and over and build memories from those. That's right. And you mm-hmm. say, well, last year they did this or they didn't do this. And, and we even have a menorah lighting on yes. our plaza. So that's, you know, we're multicultural here. We, we do yes, lots we of are. things. So, yeah, yes. yeah. And we will be covering both of those um, and anything else that we can find that uh, how other cultures celebrate the holidays. We yeah. love to include those things. Then I know like tribal dances, a lot of times uh, people don't necessarily know about them and sometimes you have to be invited. And, and a lot of the Christmas dances though are open. And I don't know if those are listed in Paso, but I know they will be in Feliz Navidad, which is a magazine the paper does. And for anyone who's never been to a Pueblo uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas, that's really something to, to really cherish and hold close. Yes, uh, those events are very special, very unique to yeah. our area. And yes, we do try to include those. Yeah, that that's wonderful. What I always tell people is in Santa Fe at Christmas, it's dark, but it's really light because people <laughs> are going to have fires everywhere you go. And with that, we'll be back in a moment with Conversations Different. 
Thanks, Inez. This is Patrick Dorsey, publisher of the Santa Fe New Mexican. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Conversations Different with Inez Russell Gomez. Great local content is only possible with a talented staff dedicated to bringing you the best local content possible. For that staff to do its work, we need your support by subscribing to the Santa Fe New Mexican. If you're already a subscriber, thank you. And if not, there's never been a better time to subscribe. In addition to our home-delivered newspaper that comes with full digital access, we also provide digital-only subscriptions for SantaFeNewMexican.com. We'll also be releasing more online-only audio and video programming moving forward. The Santa Fe New Mexican has been here for nearly 175 years, and we want to continue being your source for local news and information. Visit us at SantaFeNewMexican.com slash subscribe or call us at 505-986-3010. Thank you. It's a new day in New Mexico, and the doors to boundless opportunity are open as tens of thousands of New Mexicans reach higher to pursue a dream, broaden their horizons, and retrain for a better job. With the New Mexico Lottery and Opportunity Scholarships, you could build yourself a better future anywhere in the state. You put in the hard work, we'll help with the costs. For eligibility details, visit ReachHigherNM.com. We're back with Carolyn Graham, who edits Pasatiempo, the New Mexican's weekly arts, entertainment, and culture magazine. I'm going to put you on the spot, Carolyn. Uh-oh. What do you do? What are your traditions <laughs> at Christmas? Ooh. Um, so every once in a while, we leave town. Uh, so I'll <laughs> say that. Um, this year, though, is one of the years we will be at home. Um, we have gone and cut down a, a tree in the past, and that's always a, a fun thing to do. But really, we just kind of huddle up and watch movies and, you know, open gifts and do lots of cooking and just be together. Yeah, that's that's really the the, the whole part of the, the holidays is to be together and, and to spend time with the family and, and hopefully, you know, take enough walks so that you don't kill each other. <laughs> that's a very important thing. And fortunately, we live in an area where there's an arroyo. Mm-hmm. So we take a, a walk right after dinner and... And then, yeah, we get to stretch out and and take a little time away from each other. I think you're right. <laughs> That's yeah. important, too. A few Christmases ago, we had a wonderful family time, and then I told everybody, be quiet, leave. The Bridgerton series debuts today, oh, and I am going in my yeah. room, and I will not emerge. And I don't think they saw me for like a day and a half, but it was perfect. Oh, and, yeah. and not every Christmas is a TV event. Yeah, isn't it nice to have that time, though, to like just be home and doing things like that? And we try to also include those kinds of uh, opportunities in Pasa Tiempo as well. We cover new releases. We cover streaming. Um, This year, we took a little survey of some of our staff here at the New Mexican and Pasa Tiempo and and just asked each other, like, what are your favorite things to, to binge and Sometimes it's the same thing that you want to see over and over, and sometimes there's some new stuff coming up that debuts. So, um, yeah, some people want to watch "It's a Wonderful Life" every single year or right. the Christmas Story, and mm-hmm. and it makes them happy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's good memories for all of us. When I was in graduate school, I went to school in Washington D.C., and it was too expensive um, to come home for Thanksgiving. So one of my friends took me to visit her relatives in Delaware. 
And we went and it was very strange because they were not my family and I was homesick, but I didn't know that people went to the movies on holidays <laughs> and we all went to see, uh, trains, planes and automobiles at oh, the movies, which was a great movie. That's a good one. It was a good one. But I was like, people leave their houses. I did not realize <laughs> they did that. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there will be a huge Christmas movie this year and people will leave someone to do the dishes and go out and, and watch it. Yeah, and I, I think we, as Santa fans, our, our weather makes us not want to leave the house. Yeah. So I'm really, I think we live in a great time where we get to stream stuff and we can dial up anything we want, pretty much. Yeah, that that's one of the things that kind of made the pandemic livable is you could go oh, to yeah. school online, you could watch movies online, you could talk to your friends on Zoom, and you didn't feel as isolated as you otherwise that's, might. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. yeah. But part of the, of the whole holiday season, whether you are a pagan or a Christian or no, not religious at all, you know, or whatever you celebrate, is that we get together and we build community. And people have talked about being lonesome now. Right. And when you're on the plaza with everybody, you know, pretending that the devil is going to come get you or that <laughs> Jesus can't find, I guess they got rid of the devil, but in the oh. olden days when they had it. Right. Um, it really kind of, it's so much fun to see your friends and see people you know. That is a really cool thing about the plaza. And one of the things I love about living in Santa Fe is that it does become a gathering place for everyone, community, people who are visiting, um, whatever. And I, I even feel lucky just working this close to the plaza, that we can just walk over there and you instantly feel there's people around, there's things happening. It's good. It's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a nice energy. Mm -hmm. It always, it always has it. And I think one of the things, and this is a hard one to, to do in a, in a magazine, I think, because you're talking about performances, you're talking about, you know, culture, but one of the huge parts of the holiday in Santa Fe, of course, is cooking. Oh, and, yes. you know, do you have a friend that you can make tamales with? Do you know how to make bizcochitos? And then you get in the big fight of whether you use lard <laughs> or whether you use Crisco. And then you right? say, if it's not lard, it's not real, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you bring that food atmosphere, you know, and share that with people? Right. Uh, we do have, um, we just started this uh, past spring, a department called Comida Simas. Uh, where we talk about various food aspects in Santa Fe. Um, recently, we did a story about the Greek families that have helped us preserve some of our northern New Mexico cuisine. Um, we have a story coming up about tamales and um, the uh, the community aspect of that and, and the party atmosphere that often comes with that. But it also, it has deep roots um, in uh, Mexico and, and other places. And the way we do it um, is, of course, how we want to do it, lard and, you know, red chili pork and all of those things. Um, but it's also great to learn about and maybe even experiment a little bit <laughs> with some of the other. I know. I no, know. No, no. are shaking your head. Um, I had a sweet tamale once and I've never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah. But it's good to know that those things is exist and yep. where they come from. No, and I know uh, for a time, half the family was vegetarian, and then for a time, one of them was vegan, and it is hard to find good vegan tamales, but you can do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it is hard, and yes. and even when I was a vegetarian, <clears throat> I always would eat a tamale, mm -hmm. a red pork, because I like red pork. That's just, I've had green, good green chili chicken ones, but to me, a tamale is red pork, and man, 
once a year, that's the best meat you can have. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And there's an important ratio there, too. Yes. The masa to pork ratio is extremely important. So we'll talk about all of those things in this tamale story coming up. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun. That that's my job when my, I have a friend who's a really good tamale maker and she lets me come sometimes and help, but I can only spread the masa. That's the only job I get. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause (laughs) they don't trust you with the meat. No, they don't trust me with the meat. No, she makes the chili. She does that herself. Oh yeah. There's a reason, (laughs) you know, in, in our family, my mom made the empanaditas and her sister made the tamales. So that's what we did at home. And my job there was to fry them because I couldn't even do the crinkling of the corners right. But <laughs> I haven't done them since I lost her. So one of these days I'm going to get the recipe out and see if I can even get Ooh. close. Because real empanaditas, if you do them right, have an incredible, wonderful taste. Oh, yeah. Make sure you invite me when that happens. Yeah. Well, we'll see, you have to try them first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, make them with fruit and stuff. But in northern New Mexico, we make them with meat mm-hmm. and they're sweet and it's it's an interesting taste. And not everybody likes it, but I, I do. Yeah. No, I'm on board with that yeah. for sure. It's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think about Santa Fe at Christmas, how still it is. Yes. Especially if it's snowing. Mm-hmm. Or there's snow on the ground. It's uh, there is no other place that has that sort of magic to it in the atmosphere. Yeah, I, no, I, I totally agree. When I, I was away a lot, and I always wanted to be home at Christmas. And when I got to come back, it was something I, I don't go away for Christmas if I can help it because <laughs> it's just I had like twenty, fifteen years gone. So oh, I, I'm much happier here. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. And with that, we'll take another short break, and we'll be back with Carolyn Graham. My name is Maria Jose Rodriguez Cadiz, and I am the Executive Director with Solace Sexual Assault Services. Our mission is to prevent sexual violence and empower survivors of sexual violence through restoring dignity, strength, and resiliency. For almost 51 years, Solace has reduced the impact of sexual violence. We do it by focusing on human rights, social justice, hope, and dignity. We believe survivors are experts in their own experiences and acknowledge that empowering them is crucial to their healing. Our advocacy, forensic interviewing, and therapy services are centered to their needs. Our sexual violence prevention programs in schools and community is just as important. Please check our website at findsolace.org. And if in need, you can call our 24-7 hotline, which is 800-721-7273. Your support is crucial to the lives of survivors. Thank you. Gracias. We are back with Conversations Different, and I am talking to Carolyn Graham, editor of Pasatiempo, the New Mexican's weekly arts and entertainment and culture magazine. And we are trying to help everyone in Santa Fe have a hassle-free Christmas where they get to plan all of their holiday events without too much stress. Exactly. And (laughs) one tradition that causes you stress, but is a lot of fun... (laughs) 
is every year the Pasa Champo has a writing contest. That is right. And it's going to be published again this year. And what will will people expect? Yes, it's coming out in our uh, December 22nd issue, uh, just the Friday before Christmas, so that everyone has a chance to curl up by their fire or their, you know, tree or whatever, and just read all the amazing winners of this year's contest. I've been really blown away by, and this is the first year, uh, obviously, as as the new editor at Pasatiempo, quote unquote new. This is my first writing contest, and I, I really am impressed. And I'm not just saying that. I am really impressed by the entries. They're yeah. blowing me away. And we used to help judge it some years. The staff did. And I think you guys yes. have like actual judges, judges this time. Right. Yeah. So we uh, on staff, the two staff writers, Brian and Spencer and myself, are kind of narrowing down and, you know, getting a good stack that we can send on to our big name judges. And we have judges in poetry and nonfiction, fiction, uh, news writing. And this year we're also selecting a grand prize sort of overall winner uh, to take a big prize. So I, it's going to be a really difficult job for them to pick. Oh, that's nice. Do you still have a young person's category for teenagers or whatever? Mm-hmm. Good, we don't good. really have the, a category designated, but we are. Um, the contest is open to writers who are age 12 and older. And we've gotten a ton, a ton of entries from youth writers. And we will be selecting you know, special merits in all the different categories for oh. those writers. I used to like to judge the the. I think they even had elementary school at one time. They were young, and I mainly liked that because they were really short. Yeah. But they were good. I mean, the the thing that you're saying about how incredible the writing is, I mean, obviously Santa Fe is a place where people read, which is why the paper still exists, and we (laughs) still have jobs. Yes. But they communicate beautifully in words, and it's it's always fun. Yeah. Well, and it's just in general such a creative community that I think, you know, being writers is a natural extension of our very creative stock that we have living here. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I always tell people that the New Mexican as it is would not exist in most towns and Pasatiempo wouldn't exist. Right. I mean, there's papers five times our size that don't have an arts and entertainment magazine like that we is do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel really fortunate. Um, and I think part of that is because we have such a rich arts opportunities. Like there's just everything here. And since I am relatively new and have started to really explore all of the spaces for visual arts and performing arts and all of those things, I you literally cannot trip down the sidewalk without hitting some shop, gallery, something that's worth exploring. And I think by whatever the other side of that equation is, our community here is very receptive and they both exist because of the other. Yeah, no. We used to get letters to the editor complaining if there was one chili wrong on a movie. (laughs) I mean, people took it so personally. right? And and what I, I think is that the you know, the culture is there, the art is there, and then the coverage just helps that thrive. So there's a symbiotic relationship between the magazine and the community. Yes. We exist to ferret out all of the cool stuff that's happening and try to, in some sense, curate or at least help elevate these things so people know about it and can go see it or experience it. 
Yeah, I think I think I'll have to have you back at some point because I want to do a show on theater oh, because yes. I think the theater expansion in the last couple of years has been one of the big art stories in Santa Fe and yes. and something. I mean, I get to go see musical theater now. Yes, you know, isn't I, that exciting? Oh, it's been fun. Yes. The kids that my my son went to kindergarten with are now all grown up and singing, <laughs> and I'm just like, there they are. And it's so much fun, and they're yeah. really good. Yeah, you know, the quality is amazing. It really is, and I. I've seen that growth just since I started in the spring. Yeah. Um, all these different, uh, there's some new theater groups that are coming up and just the level of professionalism. That's no, it's amazing. Theater. Santa Fe Playhouse is going to do a play from the Pueblo Revolt next year by a local playwriter, Dylan Chitto. And I'm just like, I, I know him from church. So I'm just oh, like, really? oh my gosh, I can't oh. wait. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. Yes. So we have so much to look forward to in the new mm-hmm. year. And we'll have to have you back to talk about arts and entertainment. I would love it. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. This has been another Conversations Different and happy holidays to everybody. Find us at SantaFeNewMexican.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. 